settling is not an option for me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? Because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today, we are going to get straight into a Dear Victoria segment because I loved this submission from the other day talking about work. And we're going to get into all things like knowing your worth at work and where do we really draw the line with knowing your worth at work, how much do we put up with how much should we put up with when to actually take that leap of faith on that passion project that you want to start or a business that you have this burning desire to launch so this is going to be really good for anyone who's in kind of like limbo with work or a business that they just haven't really like stepped on the gas with and yeah if that sounds like you then listen up because we're going to get straight into this one dear victoria I'm a huge fan and listening to your podcast fills me up with confidence. Thank you so much. (laughs) I just moved back to my small hometown and started a new job. I was offered an extremely low wage for my standards, experience, and education and tried to negotiate for hire. And the offer I received was not even close. I accepted anyway because I was told I would receive substantial training, the benefits are really good, and they said we would we could reconsider the salary at six months. Fast forward to almost six months in, and I am about to get a whole new unit added to my plate, practically training myself, and when I request time off or bring up my pay, they micromanage me or say things like, it's not even that much work. I like the people I work with and the company's mission, but I feel so undervalued and have so much resentment to do my job at the same time. I just want to quit, but I'm so scared of not having the stability. It's also my dream to start my own cafe, and I am telling myself to just stay there and save up. What would you do? Okay, so here's the thing. I get it. I had the 9 to 5 job. I was in fashion PR, but I also was doing tons of different things that were outside of my job like I was the fashion PR girl that was my specific department however I was also doing like the social media and I was helping with e-commerce and they would try to get me to help with sales and all these different things that I obviously was not paid for and I'm not gonna lie I said no to a lot because if it wasn't in my wheelhouse And if it wasn't part of my job description that I was on salary for, then I wasn't going to do it. Now, there comes a fine line with that. Because when you are an employee and you don't have the upper hand or you don't have the ability to really like, you know, fight for yourself, defend yourself, whatever, you have to skate on thin ice. You know, you have to tread lightly. And that's where you have to decide, is this worth it for me or is it not? Now, for me, I was I always knew I had a bigger vision and I knew that I had a bigger picture. And so when I had my full-time job, you guys probably have heard me tell this story a million times because I feel like I always share it. But I also had started my blog and I had started fashion blogging like on Instagram and content creation and all that kind of stuff. And 
I was literally, no joke, not even eating on my lunch breaks because I would just shoot content on my lunch breaks. And I never even went out on the weekends because I was just putting time into, you know, my blog and my business and social media on the weekends. And my coworkers and I, I would literally make my coworkers take the clothes off their back and switch outfits with me so that I could like have a, you know, options of outfits to shoot during like my my work day like if I I would wear something cute to work or I bring an outfit to work I would shoot it and then after that I would come back in and I would like go to my coworkers and see like who would be willing to like switch a top with me or switch their bottoms with me so that this way I could have another outfit to take photos in so I knew that I needed that money I didn't have an option and trust me I was so underpaid so I, I feel you, overworked, underpaid. And I, I just knew that like there was no choice for me in that moment. I have to do what I have to do to get to my goal of like being a fashion blogger and doing the things and getting all, you know. Now granted, I ended up leaving my job basically because I was going to be on reality TV. So... I did, I was going through the interview process while I was still at that job. And then when I did get the job, when I did get the the role, I don't even know what you would say. When I did get cast in the show, I left. And then, you know, I, I came back and I was doing some other things. And then I was able to just work for myself full time. But the funny thing about that story is like, it's not a coincidence that I got the opportunity to get on a TV show They found me through Instagram because I was hustling. So I was hustling even no matter how broke I was, no matter how hard my, you know, my annoying job was or no matter how little I was paid because I had a passion for this like hobby or side business, whatever you want to call it. And I really, really, really loved it. And I was really determined to make it work. And I was getting out there as much as I possibly can. And so it was no surprise that, you know, they scouted me for lack of better terms and said like, you know, we're looking for like specifically looking for like social media people or influencers, content creators. And that's why they put me on because I was, you know, a fashion influencer, if you will. And from then on, I was able to start working from social media full time because of how hard I worked to find opportunities and to get opportunities and to receive opportunities. Now, I'm such an abundant-minded person, which is why opportunities do find me. It's not like someone can just sit here and be like, oh, she's so lucky she got on that. No, I was up at 6 a.m. on my weekends. No, sorry, I was up at 4 a.m. on my weekends so that I could get to the Brooklyn Bridge by 6 a.m. to shoot content. Like I was at the Brooklyn Bridge or I was in the middle of the city at the ass crack of dawn shooting content with my mom, walking around the city with a uh, a pop-up tent. I actually probably might even have YouTube videos if they're still on my account showing that pop-up tent and changing, like getting butt naked in this pop-up tent in the middle of the street, in the city, in parks, anywhere I could go. Cops would come over at certain times. Like if I would be like at a park, they're like, listen, you can't 
<laughs> you can't change in the park. Um, you know, shit was real. The amount of time, money, effort, energy, and all of the things that I invested into that so that I can get the opportunities that I was, you know, now receiving, one thing leads to another. And so I, I share that story and that journey just so that you can understand, like, I didn't make a single dollar doing that. I was doing all that stuff for free. The only income I had was my nine to five job where I, like I said, overworked and underpaid. I used to argue with my boss bad. I would get in trouble like all the time, honestly. Um, But to me, I just was so big on respect. And I think ultimately, like I kind of knew he wasn't going to fire me. So I wasn't really like scared. So that's you know, my next point is like, where do you draw the line? Because, you know, you should be demanding this respect, but also what kind of like, what what are the chances that they'll say to you, like, listen, we're not going to pay you more. We aren't going to train you more and we don't care. So if you don't like it, then we'll, we'll replace you. And I do think that in some ways, we kind of just have to suck it up. And the only reason why I say that, the only reason why I have that mentality is because of the fact that I sucked it up for as long as I had to until I was in the position to focus on my passion projects, to make money doing what I actually love to do and what I actually want to do. I don't think I would have ever quit my job with no backup or no stability like you said. I don't think I would have quit my job just to quit my job. And one of the things that I have heard in like a YouTube video I forget who says it I hate that I hate when I can't credit where I got something from but you guys can literally like google the words I'm about to say and it'll probably come up for you it's a YouTube video and he's like don't cry to quit you're already in pain get a reward from it and I love that and that has stuck with me for a really long time now don't cry to quit you're already in pain get a reward from it in other words At this point, you might as well just go all in and reap the benefits and get rewarded and win and do what you have to do and get shit done because you're already in pain so it can't get much worse, right? Like, you're already here. Don't cry now. Sorry, don't quit now. Don't cry to quit. Cry to win. Cry to get what you actually want out of this and it might sound easier said than done but what's a really tangible thing that you can do is just control the controllables like focus on what you can control so now you can't control how people speak to you or how they react to you but you can control really seeking like harmony and synergy with the people there, you know, the people around you, your coworkers, your bosses, your superiors. And, um, you know, like when you're going to go to them with a problem, provide a solution with it. Like never present a problem without presenting a solution alongside it. You know what I mean? Like if people are trying to micromanage you or telling you like, oh, it's not a big deal or it's not even a problem. It's not even that much work. 
It might be that you're just going to them with problem after problem after problem and not problem solution, problem solution, problem solution. They should all go hand in hand. Now, your solutions might not be the only solution, but it might actually motivate them to come up with another option. Like if they don't like your idea of a solution, if they don't like your plan, they might have another option. They might have another idea. And when you start to get in this harmony with people, they start to see more value in you because you're a problem solver. You find solutions. You make matters easier. You make people's jobs easier. You make it pleasant to work with you. I remember when I got my job, I was like, I'm just the type of person who always wants to make a community anywhere and everywhere. And I want to make friends anywhere and everywhere. And I made group chats with my coworkers and they all had been working together for a while. And it's funny because when I started working there, they all became closer. And when we would go out and we would do like karaoke and go to like dinner and stuff, they'd be like, you know that we never even had a group chat. We never talked outside of work. We never had like conversations about our personal lives until Vic started working here. And that's just the type of person I am. And these are things that you can control. Building these really like good friendships that it makes work that much more enjoyable even if you do have that resentment toward it. I know that you said like you like the people there, you like your coworkers, but you, you know, you're you're on the verge of wanting to quit. And I will say this, for me, from my perspective, my opinion, don't quit until you feel like you have to. You can't take it anymore. You can't do it anymore. You have to go. That was me. I had an opportunity. I took the opportunity. It was bigger than my job. It was better than my job. And even though I wanted out of my job, it was still bittersweet to leave because that's how good of an experience I made it for myself as much as I possibly could. And I did have you know, a hard time with my boss. I mean, from the beginning, I had to negotiate my salary. So I don't know if this advice helps you because like I said, they could turn around and say like, go scratch your ass and, and, you know, find somewhere else to work. But for me, there was a big miscommunication when I started my job and my boss, you're at the time, he's European. He has an accent and we were talking on the phone for my interview And what I heard, I'm just going to use the number 20 as an example. I don't remember what the word, what the number even was, but I'm just going to use 20. I know it wasn't 20, but what I heard was him saying hourly and he was saying salary. So I was hearing 20 hourly, but he was saying 20 salary, meaning $20,000 salary a year, which is a big difference than $20 an hour, right? So imagine whatever number it was. Say it was 30. I don't know. That's what he was saying. Hourly, he was saying salary. I was hearing hourly, which is like double the actual salary that I was hearing. So I'm like, when I got my first pay, I'm like, what the fuck? Like you underpaid me. Like I was freaking out. And he's like, this is what you agreed to. This is like your salary. And I was like, oh no, I can't work for that. And I told him off the bat, I said, I won't be able to work for you for this. This is not livable. This is not worth it to me. This is insulting to my abilities, my standards, my knowledge, my education, like my experience. You know, I've had 
way more um, internships under my belt than all of the other people applying for entry-level jobs who never had internships, blah, blah, blah. And so I did tell him off the bat, like, I cannot and I will not work for you for this amount of money. And he did give me the salary I wanted. He did raise, you know, my salary. from. But this was from the beginning. Now that you're in it, you're like six months in, you can have this kind of conversation, but it depends on how you've already had it. Because like you said, whenever you try to bring it up, they micromanage, whatever. But you can say, you know, listen, I took this job with an understanding that in six months we were going to revisit the conversation of my salary and reconsider my salary. And to me, here are the list of things that I was told that I would be given, you know, bop, 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 this, that, and the third. But here's what I actually have received. And here's what I've put in. I have put in much more than I've been paid for and that what I've been rewarded for. I'm not getting the training that I was told I was getting. I'm not getting the benefits I was told I was getting. I'm not getting the salary that I desperately need. And I have much more work on my plate. You guys keep adding more things to my plate and I have to keep training myself. And when I seek help or seek assistance, I'm shut down. And unfortunately for this salary or this rate, I can't continue to operate at this place. So we either need to give me less work or less responsibility because that's what matches this salary or we need to bump up my salary to this amount so that because this is what my workload matches like this is where I'm at so you can't say it's not even that much work because here are how many tasks I'm working on in the day and my tasks are getting overwhelmingly you know they're just getting overwhelming and they're taking three days to complete a task rather than one day to complete a task because I have x y and z on my plate I appreciate the company's mission I love you know the environment here however as far as my job goes it needs to be valued more and so like I would kind of get into that conversation of of saying similar to what I was saying about like I can't I can't do this job for this amount this salary like this actually will not work for me and see how that goes and make sure that you bring numbers and lists and you present your case properly and not just in a passive way of like hey like is anyone ready to discuss my pay or my time off no like schedule a meeting with whoever's in charge of that and come prepared with this straight up conversation with everything that you need all the proof and all you know, the groundwork laid out right in front of you. And then with that whole thing about you do want to start a cafe, so you're telling yourself to just stay there and save up. Yes, but you can start investing into that now. And there are things that you could start doing now to get there. Maybe right now you don't have $50,000 to put into a cafe, but you might have a couple thousand dollars that you could put into a course on how to start a business or trademarking the name of it or you know like opening an LLC like whatever it might be like those beginning steps I think opening my S corps cost me like $400 every time I do it going for the trademark cost me like a thousand dollars taking um I, I I did a like a $500 business online course thing I actually didn't even watch the course I had my 
employee watch the course so she could apply it to what she was working on but I was investing into somebody helping me and you know very limited hours I wasn't even taking her on um full time because I couldn't afford to but I still needed an extra set of hands you know I still needed help and with that being said there are things that you can start working on now and you could start branding and getting ideas and making the Instagram and like just getting that out there and allow yourself to fail in the meantime allow yourself to take longer than you thought that it would success and failure are not two different paths okay they are one path you have to fail tons of times in order to succeed successful people build their success on top of a pile of failure always always The failures and the no's all build you. Every no, every rejection, every redirection, every fail, every lesson learned builds you. And it builds this big, massive pile. And then little by little, you work your way up this mountain of and pile of failure. And now you'll have, you'll find success is sitting there at the top. And you need to have a growth mindset and be able to end an abundant mindset. Like I said, opportunities find me. Things happen for me because of my abundant mindset. You need to have that growth and abundant mindset and a healthy attitude toward failure. Because for me, there's no such thing as a a real loss. It's really just a lesson learned. And I'm willing to take massive action to get there and to figure out what the lessons are that I even need to learn. A fixed mindset is when you think like this life is just set in stone the way it is. A fixed mindset is like, well, I can't start this business or this cafe until I get out of this job. I have to do this and then I could do that. And I won't do this until I make more money. And I won't make more money until this happens. Like you think everything is just set in stone and that there's no room for opportunity. There's no room for growth. And you then attach your self-worth to your reality. And that's not, that's just not how it should be. Your, your job doesn't determine your self-worth. Your salary doesn't determine your self-worth. Your boss's perception of you doesn't determine your self-worth. So don't attach your self-worth to your current situation because then you're going to just see yourself as a failure or someone who can't rather than someone who's learning and growing. You have to adopt this very healthy mentality and you have to take action every single day. Massive action, big action, little action, creative action, all different sorts of action because the main question is how bad do you really want it? How bad do you really want this business, this cafe? How much of a passion project is it for you? Are you obsessed with it? Are you obsessed with the idea that you can have this cafe? Do you want it so bad that you're willing to lose sleep over it? That you're willing to forget to take a shower? That you're willing to work and operate all weird crazy hours like I was doing when I was trying to build my Instagram are you going to be willing to sacrifice your weekends because that's what I had to do because with a nine-to-five job working in the city living in Staten Island it's not a nine-to-five it's like a seven to eight because I was waking up at 6 a.m having breakfast getting my life together 
getting on the bus at 7 a.m., bus, you know, for an hour and a half, depending on traffic, get to work for 9 a.m., work till 6 p.m., get my ass back to the bus, sit on the bus for an hour, hour and a half. Sometimes I wasn't home until 8.30 at night. I'd be out all day. So there were those nights where if I knew what I wanted to work on, if I knew that there was something I needed to do, then I would sit up until, oh my God, like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., just to get that shit done because I was so obsessed and I wanted it so bad. And then a lot of other times I, I physically couldn't do that. And so that's when I, what I spent my weekends doing. My Friday nights, my Saturday nights, it didn't matter because that's how bad I wanted it. And some people might say, oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's too much. Oh, that's toxic. And maybe to a degree they're right in certain ways. But look at my life. I love my life. I'm grateful for my life. And I would not have my life if I didn't do those things. I would not have the life I have right now at all if I didn't do the things that I did for all those years at all. And another thing that comes to my mind is an interview that Kobe Bryant did. And this is an interview on the mindset of a winner. And of course, he's probably said this in multiple interviews. I know he's done a lot, obviously. But this one in particular, I think it was titled The Mindset of a Winner. And the main quote from this interview that stuck with me came from when he was asked if he like regrets. (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but regrets. If he regrets certain parts of his life and how much he dedicated to the game and losing touch with people they were talking in the interview about the fact that like a lot of family members say that they're like estranged from him now and so on and so forth. well rest his soul not now at that time they were saying now they don't speak to him anymore oh he's so obsessed with it whatever and he said that he will never look back on his life and wish that he worked harder or wish that he worked more he has no regrets about it like he will never look back in his life and say I wish I studied the game more I wish I worked harder on it he consistently studied the game he consistently analyzed his strengths and his weaknesses and he focused on his strengths made them better and then he worked on his weaknesses to grow them there was one point in that interview where he talks about his hands I think he was saying he had smaller hands than most guys that play basketball. So he didn't have the best, like, maybe grip or catch, whatever the heck the word would be. And he talked about how much he did strength training and stuff on his hands. And, like, would do so much stuff to his hands so that he could get stronger hands, even if his hands weren't bigger, because the other guys could probably catch the ball quicker with larger hands. He made them stronger. So he didn't say things like, oh, I'm not good at that, or I can't do that, or this is my weakness. He was like, well, I don't have that yet, so I'm going to work on it, so that next time I get to it, I will have it. He asked questions. He talks a lot about the conversations he was having with people. He sat with winners. He sought mentorship. He did what had to be done to become the best and to accomplish his goals and to do what he wanted. So 
if that's you, if you're like, well, I have this passion that I want to start a business, but I have this job that holds me back. Yeah, well, Kobe Bryant had things that held him back. But because he invested his time, effort, money, energy, and everything he had into the game, he became, you know, like one of the greatest of all time. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say you need to do these things and become the greatest cafe owner of all time. But I think that you get where I'm going with this. You can make the conscious decision to level up. You can make the conscious decision to completely change your life. And when you have a goal, you need to double your efforts or triple your efforts to match the goal. Don't cut the goal in half. Your efforts should match your goal. Your goal shouldn't match your efforts. So if you're putting in bare minimum efforts, don't make yourself a bare minimum goal. You should have a big goal, a maximum effort goal, and find find the time and make the priority to make your efforts match that goal. So it doesn't matter what's holding you back. Figure it out. Like I said, business courses, mentorship, Anything that you can do, anything that you can put in and invest into what you love. Because if you just do what you love, if you just get good at what you love, your life gets so much better. Most people don't understand that they already are the 2.0 version of themselves. They just don't show up as her. They just don't step into her. The entire concept of being your highest self, of being your best self, your 2.0 self, your 3.0 self, your 4, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10.0 self, whatever the fuck it is, okay? That highest version of you. All it is, it's literally you, just you after making a decision, decision to be a better version of you. So it's still you. It's still the person you are right now. It's just you making that conscious decision to level up, to execute, to do the things you've been talking about, to be a woman of your word, a woman of integrity, and do what you say you're going to do, not just talk the talk, walk the walk. It might all sound easier said than done, I know, but if you just really focus on what you love, control the controllables, make experiences as good as you can possibly make them, enjoy your life, and get really fucking good at what you want to do, you will find the results. They will happen. And sometimes, unfortunately, you have to put up with shitty situations to get there because we have to, you know, we don't all just have handouts. We don't all just have money and boyfriends and family members and people to just give it to us. So sometimes we got to stick through shitty jobs to get there. And it's all part of the journey. It's all part of our story. Now you're going to hear influencers and content creators and coaches that, coaches that say, fuck the bad job. You should only do what you love. And of course I agree. And yeah, it's easy for me to say that as someone who makes multiple six figures a year working for myself. But I'm no dummy. I can't say that to someone who's working the average, you know, nine to five salary, like regular job. It's not realistic. It's not reality. So I'm here to tell you, suck it up a little bit longer and take the time to invest in what you can. And then the results will will come. But maybe you do have the ability to just quit your job. But some people are delusional with the advice that they give out. 
Guys, you can do it. Start posting an Amazon storefront. Start branding yourself and start, you know, doing all these things and then quit your job. Yeah, I don't know who needs to tell you this, but you get a dollar in commission from Amazon storefront. It's not all it's crocked up to be, okay? <laughs> like to know it? Sure, $20. But if you're talking financial freedom and thousands of dollars and multiple six figures, yeah. Do what you got to do. And then you'll be able to invest in yourself and make shit happen. That is all I have for today. If you guys are new here, or if you have not yet learned much about me or about this podcast, first things first is that I do ask you to leave a review and five stars. It will help me tremendously to get for the girls out there. And next, if you want to inquire about more with me, I have my link in the show notes. I have links in my bio where you can inquire about one-on-one private confidence and business coaching with me. Um, You could also join the waitlist for my group coaching program that's coming out soon. You could also check out my new women's feminine clothing brand and lingerie brand, Vixen the Label, which is linked in there. I do have an Amazon storefront for a whopping dollar per referral I got all the things in there so check out the links in my show notes and in my bio to be involved in more stuff with me and thank you all so much for being here and that's all we have for now so until next time girls 